0: What's going on, guys? This is Dave, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast, and we're presented to you by the Sports Family Podcast Network and always presented to you by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From Bruce boosted same game same game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and win $100 Win a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. What's up, man? We have a game tonight. The weather does not look great. And uh, do you have any TNF props that uh, you like tonight?
1: No, so I didn't get a chance to go in. So in Ohio, sports betting has now been made legal, but it's not active until the beginning of next month. Possibly even the beginning of next year, it looks like. So, I haven't been able to do any props unless I go to work in the office, uh, which is in Pennsylvania where I can do sports betting. Unfortunately, this week I've been sick all week with strep. So, I haven't gotten, I didn't get the chance to go into Pennsylvania to do any. So, I I didn't make any bets or even really bother looking this week.
0: All right. Well, um, you know, the Kyle Pitts three and a half uh, receptions is interesting. Would you take the over or under on that one? I'm going under anything Kyle Pitts. I'm going under right now. Yeah. Unless it's like seven
1: targets. If you can over under targets, I'd be okay with that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty low. It's three and a half receptions, 8.25 fantasy points and 38.5 receiving yards. It's just every off season we like, man, the tight ends are, are like looking okay. Like we might have some decent ones and then, then it's just like, oh. Darren Waller to the IR. He hasn't done Jack this season. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Kyle Pitts has, you know, he's had a couple games. But, like, he's he's giving you a little bit of a window to maybe trade him as far as redraft stuff. But this is a Dynasty show. Today we are going to talk about some Dynasty players that you should be selling. We talked about buying players on Monday. Go check that show out. Make sure you subscribe, comment. Uh, We just did a giveaway the other day, Michael Nelson. He'll be getting his Devo Samuel jersey tomorrow. It's in the mail. Um, Big Niners fan, and he's a good guy, so I'm glad he's winning that. Um, But we'll have some more giveaways coming up soon. I got an ETN jersey. Maybe they'll let me give that one away, or maybe we'll get something else. It's an ETN Clemson jersey. So um, I like it. Brad, who do you got? Who are you selling? Yeah, so my first one's Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: This guy is like the 30th rated quarterback by PFF right now. He's 45th in yards per attempt. He's not airing the ball out like we thought he was going to with Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. And he has the second most turnover-worthy plays. All of these statistics are coming from PFF. And when I see the value that you can get for him right now, still very much name and rushing upside, I'm going to take it. When I can get T-Law a 2023 first and a 2023 second, Real trades that have happened, I'm gonna take that instead of Kyler Murray. When I can get Deshaun Watson and what is projected to be a high 2023 20, second, I'm okay with that move as well. If I am not in contention and need a quarterback to play for the couple weeks that Deshaun Watson is out. So I just think the price is too high based on what we're seeing from Kyler Murray right now. So I'm I'm definitely looking to offload him and sell him.
0: No, that makes sense. And I have never been, honestly, I've never really been the biggest fan of Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, me neither. I, I, you know, he's, I think what they say is he's and two since uh, call of duty came out. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that there's much into that, but he's just, he definitely has some concerns and I've seen a lot of things where where people show the tape and he's just not making the pre-snap decisions that other quarterbacks are making. And whether that's not studying enough or maybe that's just a, a flaw in his game, it's just, it, it's, it's a problem. And you have to do as fast as you have to react. Players like Tom Brady and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, the reason they're so well, they, they know what the defense is doing before the ball is even snapped and it allows them to react a lot faster. Um, and I don't think well, Cliff King, Kingsbury is going to be there that much longer in Arizona.
1: Yeah, and we, we should have seen something like this coming, right? When a team puts a study piece in your contract, that, that should throw up some red flags. And then they got all this media coverage on it saying how unrealistic that is. And, you know, there were all kinds of different cards being played around that part of the contract. So they pulled it out. And look, what do we see? Things that you really probably could have studied on film and seen on film to be able to make those play calls from a week to week basis as you prep for a team. And it's pretty evident that he's just not putting in the time or he's not picking up the, the you know, what the, t- the coaches are laying down in the prep week. So I, I think it's very interesting that those two things kind of overlay one another when we think back to the offseason.
0: Yeah, and I think an interesting player right now is is Justin Fields. And so, like, I've not been Justin Fields' biggest fan. And I will say, like, I'm on board this year. Like, he's looking much better. And um, the addition of Chase Claypool doesn't really sway too much. It's just the way they're using him in the offense. You know, I saw, you know, Warren Sharp was talking about they were, you know, looking at like he's his QBR is this when he's out of the pocket and it's this when he's in the pocket. And they just kept like putting him in the pocket. And now that he's out there moving and they're basically saying like, Hey, if your first and second read aren't there, just run like that is a winning recipe for fantasy football. And the other stuff is coming together because you're building his confidence and you're more efficient on your drives. Like when you're converting third downs and you're getting seven eight nine. 12, 13 play drives, you're able to like, you're able to go, but like the offense never gets in a rhythm with all these three and outs that they were having at the beginning of the season. So I, I just, I, I do think that um, you need to consider moving him based on the hype. I mean, if you, he's the most trending player right now, if you could you know, 178 yards rushing, like that's he broke a record. If you're going to trade someone, it's after they broke a record or did something they're Probably not going to repeat. Yep. Like, he's probably not going to repeat that considering he just broke a record. Um, <laughs> there's been some good rushing quarterbacks in the league before. So, um, and, and you're probably going to get a, a bounty for him right now. And so that's the only reason I'm doing it. It's, you know, if you're a contender, then it's hard to trade Justin Fields right now. But if you're not a contender or not sure, or if Justin Fields is your third or fourth quarterback, Go and move him plus a piece so you can go and stock up for the championship. You're going to get a lot for him right now. And if he goes and throws a dud this weekend against Detroit, which is a juicy matchup, then he's just going to continue to lose value. So that's that's my spiel on, on fields. Again, nothing against him. I think he's actually playing really well right now.
1: Yeah, and you're getting some pretty good value out of him right now. I think both of these are pretty fair, even trades. When you think about Justin Fields and Hollywood Brown for Kenneth Walker and Darnell Mooney, right? A little bit of a positional change there. You're swapping wide receivers. You're changing a quarterback for a running back. I think that's a pretty square deal. Uh, and then another one, which is Justin Fields for Kenny Pickett, a first and a second in 2023. I think that's pretty spot on as well from a value perspective. And if you go back three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you weren't getting anywhere near that for Justin Fields. He looked Really bad, and then, like you said, they made those changes, and his value start to come back up. So, I, I 100% agree with that. So,
0: and, and let's uh, let's continue to talk about WinBet. It's not too late to get in on the game today. Um, if you're ready to win and win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas online sports betting and casino play. The exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips and win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for, the win, for WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. During WinBet win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100 and win $100. there's so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. Just so they know we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so who's your next one, Brad? Yeah, so my next guy is a
1: little bit different shift, right? We talked about some younger guys in the first two players, and this one is going to be Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. And I just think his value is back at that peak. Again, where I think after this season is over, you're going to start to see he's a 35-year-old quarterback, and that value is going to start to plummet. It has nothing to do with his performance. He's a top-10 fantasy quarterback right now for this season, and he's really been a QB1 for most of his career. So, But he's never drawn that high-value quarterback uh, return. But right now, you can get a first and a second for him. There are multiple trades out there. Uh, that that's the case a first and a second or a first and a player like Greg Dulcich or somebody like that. And I think I'm okay moving a quarterback in a league like that, even with it being super flex moving off of that 35 year old quarterback get because like I said, I believe that value is going to start to come down where he's not going to be first worthy anymore after this season. So I think Kirk cousins, this is a prime time to find that guy that is competing or needs a quarterback to really be competing and milk that for that first and second round pick next year.
0: Yeah. I'll be 35 next year. Um, did not look 30, 34 in that picture. I mean, <laughs> he was jacked up. I saw the new nickname. It's now uh, Kirk Thug- Thuggins. Um, So he uh, yeah, has albums dropping in the, in the spring, but uh, now I, I can get behind that. I mean, you, you Kirk cousins is always the guy that's there in the draft that nobody wants. And you just get good value. But, you know, if you can get if you can actually get some good trade value for them, then, you know, now's the time to do it. The Vikings are seven and one. They could be eight and one this weekend. Um, You know, the Buffalo Bills are are a good matchup, but Josh Allen may not play. And so that changes everything. It's the toughest matchup on the schedule this year. So um, the Vikings are a good team. They're going to be competitive all all season. And, and, uh, you know, Hawkinson definitely is something that someone that improved Kirk Cousins stock. And someone like me, I would be very interested in buying him. But yeah, it's uh, the price is is definitely you know something we have to negotiate. Uh, my other guy is Russell Wilson, and I know you might be thinking Russell Wilson is not like a, a sell high. That's not what the show is about. This is just to sell players, and Russell Wilson still has name value. People will sell Russell Wilson. You can still sell Russell Wilson for Geno Smith plus. You can sell him for Jimmy Garoppolo plus Russell Wilson has, he's, he's definitely have has a lot of fans out there and I traded him the other day. And the guy was like, I'm still looking to buy him even after the injury, even after a crappy game. And so people will buy Russell Wilson. And part of that is just namesake. And, you know, he's been good for a long time. So he's built a lot of trust. So a couple bad games is not going to scare people away. And so, Go check it out. If you got Russell Wilson and you may have to hold until a good game, that's fine, but I'm out. Russell Wilson does not look like the same player. And, um, and I definitely want to make sure that I'm getting as much, you know, value from him while I can, because he's just going to get older. And the the more bad games, the less trust.
1: Yeah, so I'd be curious to kind of see where you draw the line in the sand because there are a lot of trades that there's no way I would take the other side. I would keep Russell Wilson. So I want to see kind of let's help the audience kind of understand where you're talking. So would you take a single 2023 first for
0: Russell Wilson? I'm assuming in Superflex. This is if Superflex, it, correct. Yeah, if it's a, if a mid first, then yeah, I did it. Okay.
1: Would you take AJ Dillon and a 24 first for Russell Wilson? No. Would you take Wandale Robinson and Rashad White for Russell Wilson? Non super flex. When well, let's do one more, would you move Russell Wilson for Brandon Iuk?
0: Mm. I, I would need to know That's what my, my, uh, Team, con, you know, team is because yep. there's a lot more receivers. Even though I, I do like Brandon Ayuk, I think he's a good player. And uh, but there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of receivers in that range. It's not a lot of quarterbacks. And no matter how bad he's playing, the Broncos are tied to Russell Wilson for a couple of years. Yeah, so they're gonna have to try to make that work. So um, it, it's a good one.
1: Yeah, those uh, those are some t- that's some tough value to swallow to move Russell Wilson for. But, I mean, to your point, if, if you're out, you, you better get out now before it plummets even more if you're on that side of the fence right now. All right. Want, ready to move to running backs? Yep. All right. So I'll go with my first running back, and that is a guy who we've talked about a few weeks ago uh, when we covered all of our running back free agents for the 2023 season, which is part of the reason I think he's a sell right now. Coupled with the fact that I put out an, a snapshare article last week on running back handcuffs, and that is Kareem Hunt, current backup running back for the Cleveland Browns. He's 27 years old, he's an unrestricted free agent moving into the offseason, but he still has that name appeal, Kareem Hunt. He still has that high-value handcuff appeal. And when you can get two 2023 20, seconds for a backup running back who's 27 and going to be an unrestricted free agent on a new team next season and not the bell cow. Nobody's going to pay a 28-year-old 20, running back at that point to be the bell cow. I'm, a, I'm going to take the two 23 seconds and get rid of Kareem Hunt on my squad.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. I, I'm writing an RB article, and there's some really good 2023 free agent running backs. And that is a problem for someone like Kareem Hunt, who's a little older, and, you know, those dance spots are going to come out, you know, really soon. And, you know, it's you're at the end of the at the end of the you know, last call for alcohol. And there's there's no more girls on the dance floor. You know, <laughs> you may have to go back to Cleveland. So uh, um, I do think he leaves Cleveland. Dearness Johnson's also a free agent. I think that they'd much rather just sign Dearness Johnson for a super cheap deal and go with Kareem Hunt. Um, let Kareem Hunt walk. He'll probably go somewhere, but we don't know where. And free agency has not always been a good thing for running backs. It always looks good on paper, and, you know, we just don't always see the success. Sometimes we do. James Conner, year one in Arizona was fantastic. Year two sucked. Leonard Leonard Fournette has been good in Tampa Bay, but we've seen Le'Veon Bell go to the Jets. Absolutely awful. You know, we've seen a lot of scenarios where it just hasn't worked out. And so – um, my guy, again, I'm just I'm sticking with the theme of of like trying to take advantage of some of these high point games. And Joe Mixon went nuclear the other day, and like, Five. yeah, and like the whole, but before the game was like, yeah, like, oh, like after he scored the first touchdown, like, oh my god, the Bengals scored a rushing touchdown. And then they're like, okay, again, 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 and like he was a regression candidate. That's like that was a regression game. Like that's what regression looks like. You don't score a single rushing touchdown, then all of a sudden you score four or three (laughs) and a passing touchdown. Like he just went absolutely bananas, and you know it was great to see. But he's also a 26 year old running back, gonna be 27 next year. Um, You saw inconsistent usage at some points last year, really his whole career, and then this year it was pretty inconsistent. He went from RB 22 to RB two last week. (laughs) I mean. Um, that's, yeah, that's where you sell. So, um, you know, see what you can get. If you can go get, you know, young running back plus, or, you know, um, because if you went, let's say, you know, like, I'm not sure what some of the offers are right now, but you know, somewhere to offer you a, a date, you know, Rashad white and a first for, for Joe Mixon or something like that. Like I'd be all over that. And so, um, you know, I don't think that you're going to see Joe Mixon, um, you know, score four or five touchdowns like that again the rest of the year. You're gonna see some good production, but that's the high point, and you got to strike when the iron's hot.
1: He was as Booker T says the five time, five time, five time. Yeah. Uh because he did have five total touchdowns. Yeah, four on the uh, ground, one on the air.
0: Nuts. And he only yep. played three quarters.
1: And, yep. And you're seeing him go for Javante Williams straight up you're seeing him go for David Montgomery and a 23 first. So like you said, the value's there to get out of it. You'll get Brees Hall. Yeah. A running back that's really getting pretty darn close to his third contract, which is
0: definitely the cliff. Right. So Uh, you want to check in with the merch store real quick. Absolutely. All right. Let's check in with the merch store. SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early. The SGPN Merch Store SGPN Gear is the perfect stocking stuffer. Brad is actually one of our models. Um, it's this perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. I really like talking about um, my own um, as far as you know, I, I've already put in my little Christmas list for myself. Slid the wife over a, little, a couple ideas. Um, plus now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use promo code Dallas Sucks. That's capital dallas sucks there's no exclamation that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code dallas sucks and i just like saying dallas sucks so i'm just going to continue <laughs> to say dallas sucks um anyone else if dallas sucks please give me a cheers brad we got a couple questions uh what's up randy what's up uh Clamp dz dj Moore or pollard in the flex pollard for me brad
1: yep Pollard for me as well. It looks like PJ Walker is going to be starting uh, in that game for Carolina again.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we got Thielen, Hollins or Herbert uh, today. We had uh, not only Darren Waller, but Hunter Renfro go on the IR. So Matt Collins is kind of the number. He's not kind of, he is the number two Thielen practice full today. DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert back-to-back DJ Moore questions. Randy, Randy, thank you for checking in. Um, What do you got for me, Brad? So, Hollins is definitely the one for me, and I'd probably have to
1: lean DJ Moore because while we just said not DJ Moore over Pollard and we just talked about PJ Walker, he did have his best game of the year with PJ Walker a couple weeks ago. So, I think I'm going to go with him over Thielen. Thielen's been pretty uh, underutilized and has not been that red zone guy that we're used to seeing him. And Khalil Herbert really... As much as we like him, and as much as as good as he looks, he ha- is the second fiddle when David Montgomery is healthy. So if Montgomery plays, which is still a little in the air, I'm going to go DJ Moore. If my, if Montgomery's definitely not playing, then I'm definitely playing Khalil Harwood
0: there. Yeah, I'd wait on the second guy and kind of see what's happening. Um, Hollins is a risky play, and you know, Thielen is can be as well. But DJ Moore for me is a, is a start. You start your studs, and I don't think the weather is going to be so much of a factor for him. He's more of an intermediate routes guy, where some of your deep ball stuff might, you know, you throw the ball 50 yards in the air, the wind's going to be able to affect it a lot more than a five-yard, you know, slant. So give me DJ Moore. Um, I at this point, I would go Thielen over the rest of the group, but if Montgomery's out, then it's a slam, yeah. slam for for Herbert for me. And Hollins is close, but Appreciate it. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss out on the content. Um, Let's go with uh, another running back. Uh, Who do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so this one's pretty easy sell, if we're really honest with ourselves. That's going to be Raheem Mostert, running back for the Miami Dolphins. Look, he's going to be 31, going in as an unrestricted free agent into 2023. Look, he looks really good and he's had solid production really since about week four where he's averaging almost four and a half yards a carry. He's getting the opportunity, but insert Jeff Wilson. We actually saw Jeff Wilson touch the ball more than Raheem Mostert, even though Raheem Mostert got that touchdown last week, but I'm looking at. A guy, uh, like I said, a 31-year-old running back who I can get 2 2023 thirds for. I am smashing that deal all day long. I'm getting any value that I can out of him because after this year, he is completely dead and there's nothing. He's dead in the water. You're not getting anything for him.
0: I appreciate that, Randy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. If you can get anything from Oster right now, I mean, you don't want to just give him away because he's still, and if Jeff Wilson were to get hurt, his value would peak right back up. But if you can get anything, Jeff Wilson almost crushed his value last week. Um need a defense, Seattle versus Tampa, 49ers versus the Chargers. Pit at New Orleans. Boof. This is uh these are tough ones. Um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the 49ers uh just because that's the best defense on the board. Pittsburgh, JJ Watt is supposed to come back this week. Um, but the, the office, the, the defense are pretty bad. That's the only thing I would consider, um, Seattle versus Tampa. I mean, Seattle has been a good defense, but I don't know. Brad.
1: Yeah. I am going to basically reiterate exactly what you said. If TJ Watt plays, I'm going to take Pittsburgh versus new Orleans. We saw new, new Orleans get shut out by Baltimore's defense, uh, and what they needed was Roquan Smith. They needed a really good linebacker to do that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying the skill sets are the same. They're they're totally different kinds of linebackers, but I do think that T.J. Watt just adds to that defense, and it's unlike anything they're going to be able to, to manage, uh, but I do like the 49ers. D. Greenlaw looks like he's going to be able to play their, their stud linebacker, uh, and they've got playmakers all around the field, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. They've They've got the whole shebang. So that's a solid second option against an L.A. team that has no receivers. Mike Williams is out still. Keenan Allen's not practicing. They're going to be responsible for DeAndre Carter. Josh Palmer's hurt, or at least kind of He he's going to play, it looks like, but he's, he's banged up a little bit. Uh, so they can really kind of focus on just Austin Eckler in the grand scheme of things and really probably be able to make life a little bit difficult for the Chargers this week. So uh, I'm going Pittsburgh with TJ Watt or otherwise the 49ers.
0: Yeah. And Ray Sean Slater is out. That's been a big loss to that offensive. Really and I think the center is also hurt. So mine is Dalvin cook. Um, another aging running back. Um, they do have an out on Dalvin cooks contract. Um, similar to Ezekiel Elliott. So I feel like Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison are always like synonymous, you know, but they both are free agents next year, and Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook are both under big contracts, but both have outs. So they could get out from under Dalvin Cook's contract. It would have a 6.25 dead cap, but they would be able to get out from under the contract. It saves them about $15, 16000000 um, if they were to move on from Dalvin Cook. Or they could trade Dalvin Cook and re-sign Alexander Madison or one of the other running backs if they want to go with another option or draft a running back. But Dalvin Cook is someone, even if he's back with the Vikings, he's on the downslide of his career. And so you can still get good capital for Dalvin Cook because of his name, because of where he is. And so for me, Dalvin Cook is, is someone that I'd be looking to get rid of. And you always, it's better to be a year early than a year late in this kind of a situation. If he gets hurt, then like it's pretty much done. Because he'll be 28 years old recovering from a major injury. So, like, I'm just gonna get out. Pick one, Deonta, Deonta, Montgomery, Zeke, Pollard, Brad.
1: Oh, I am going to go Deonta Foreman. That feels gross, but I'm gonna do Deonta Foreman.
0: Ah, man. And and it's <laughs> tough because if, if you make a bad decision on Thursday, you gotta stare at it all week. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to hold out hope that Zeke doesn't play and that Pollard gets the, the start, and I'm going to go that route. <laughs> if Zeke plays, you still have the pivot where you could play Zeke, play Pollard, play Montgomery, and I'm going to shoot for the upside and hope Zeke doesn't play and I can play Pollard. But if not, you have a good options there. And if Deonta Foreman goes out today, you're going to be sick all weekend if he goes out and throws you a yeah. three points. You go back and look at
1: that Atlanta game two weeks ago, and he's – what RB one on the week against yeah, the like same 20, team he's playing like, this week?
0: He like twenty three points. It's like,
1: ugh, yeah, it's hard to you know.
0: No, I get it. I get so, it for sure. I'm playing Deonta tonight, so I'm not completely out. On I've that. got him in a couple lineups. Yeah. Um. So uh, hey guys, long trade question. I need an RB. Josh Josh Allen's my quarterback. I have offered uh, Tyler Boyd, Joku, Murray, London Pierce. I gave give up Lamar. So you were? Oh, he was offered Boyd Najoku Murray. I'm assuming that's Kyler Murray. I would think that's probably. Well,
1: yeah, maybe. I was I was thinking Latavius Murray. Yeah, for some reason, is that
0: is that Latavius Murray or Kyler Murray? Because that definitely changes things. Um, He, I give up. Lamar, Lamar, Amari Cooper, Taysom, and Alave. So he needs a running back. So he's wanting to really get Pierce. Yeah, it's Kyler. Mm -hmm. So the big thing is he's getting Pierce. I feel like you're doing a whole lot to get Pierce. Like you're giving up, you know, you're downgrading from Lamar to to Kyler. You're getting uh, an upgrade by getting Amari Cooper. Um. Oh you no, know, he's
1: giving up Amari Cooper.
0: Yeah, give Cooper, give up Alave to get London and Boyd. Boyd might go away once Chase gets back. I'm trying to find a way to get this deal done without all that other stuff. Like, can you get like trade Lamar and Amari for him for Pierce? Can you trade Alave for Pierce straight up? Like, I would do that stuff. I feel like you're just giving, giving away Cooper and Alave is a lot a lot of depth. And Drake London, like his numbers tonight, like his over under is three and a half for 38 yards or 33 yards. It's like, there's nothing. So like London is someone you want to be able to start the rest of the year and Boyd, he's going to be hit or miss. And chase comes back in two, three weeks. So I'm, I'm not interested.
1: Yeah. It's, it's clear to me that this guy's looking for a wide receiver, right? If his wide receivers are Boyd and London, he's hurting pretty bad. And Joku, he's trying to move because he's hurt. So you might be able to take advantage of that and say, I'm, you know, with this too much going on, can we just limit to, you know, Alave and Taysom for Damian Pierce, right? A need for you at the tight end position and the wide receiver position and the need for me at the running back position. I think that makes sense because you've got scarcity versus, you know, you're addressing two positions for his team. That'd be a kind of offer I'd try to do. I personally would not want to move Amari Cooper a few weeks before Deshaun Watson comes back, uh, especially if you're in playoff contention.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll see with the, Watson's coming back. I mean, it's been a long time since Watson played, um, but yeah, I, you're going to have to move Cooper or Olave to go get um, to go at him. And be careful. Damian Pierce is also hurt, um, so he's not out, but he is banged up with multiple injuries—shoulder, neck, something like that. So, last thing you wanted to go is make this big trade and trade, you know, Alave and Taysom Hill for a guy that doesn't he doesn't even play this week, and then you also gave up Lamar Jackson, and then Josh Allen doesn't play this week, and you're stuck with with Kyler more Kyler Murray, Tyler Boyd, and you know whatever running back you can scrap up off the pile. So. Good luck man hope that helped um so brad let's uh look kind of behind a little bit on this let's go through give me both your receivers
1: all right so both of these guys are 26 year old free agents going into the 2023 off season that is jacoby myers wide receiver for the new england patriots and alan ozard wide receiver for the green bay packers both of these guys are actually putting together pretty solid seasons we're looking at Jacoby Myers, who has had two top 10 wide receiver weekly performances, and Alan Lazard, who's had double-digit fantasy points for you six in six of the seven games that he's played. He's been a, the foundation of that Green Bay Packers offense, and we've seen some boom weeks with Jacoby Myers with massive targets and massive yardage. You can get multiple second-round picks for both of these guys. There are a few instances where you're getting Multiple seconds for Myers, a second, multiple thirds for Myers. Then same thing for Allen Lazard, and that's a, a move I would love to make with a, a an older wide receiver, not elite. That's going to be on a new team next season, uh, and I'm I'm going to take those draft picks and run right now and kind of laugh at the person that 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 took the deal on the way out. So,
0: and as far as mine. I'm gonna go with some older receivers, DeAndre Hopkins and Devonte Adams. So DeAndre Hopkins came back and he's played really, really well, and he looks like that dude. But you want to get out before you end up with someone like Keenan Allen, who has absolutely tanked his value, and you want to be a year early. DeAndre Hopkins is 30. This yeah, uh, you know, Marquise Brown is not playing right now. Marquise Brown is gonna be back. We don't know how that's gonna affect DeAndre Hopkins and his shares. Um, Marquise Brown's a free agent next year, but they're probably going to most likely going to re-sign him. So I just traded DeAndre Hopkins for a first. And you know, the funny part was I put him on the block. I got a couple crappy offers and the guy was like, I'll give you a second, but I'm not giving you anything more for DeAndre Hopkins. He's, he's old, yada, yada. Hopkins went on, you know, looked really good. Instantly said, Hey, I'll give you that first. No problem, buddy. Let's do it. And so um, hold tight. Don't take any crap offers for him. And just to say you traded somebody, even in a rebuild, like I got, I got Damian Pierce and I got an offer of Terry McLaurin and a late second. I said, no, I said, no, I'm going to hold unless you got a first for me. And so I'm holding and it's a tough offer, but I'm going to rebuild. Terry McLaurin doesn't really do much for me. And so like, you got to be able to, to take advantage. Devonte Adams, people are going to see that Darren Waller is out, Hunter Renfro is out. Devontae Adams is going to be a, a good person to trade right now. And yeah, I get it. Like he's, he gets, he gets targeted and he's a good player, but he's an older player and you're seeing, you know, you're seeing guys hit the ground early. So if you could go and trade him for a Monra St. Brown straight up, I would, I would consider it, but a Monra St. Brown plus, plus something. Yeah, I'm doing that. And so like, that's a trade that I'm looking for is someone like an Amara St. Brown, Chris Olave. I love Chris Olave and I would go get Devonte Adams and trade him for Chris Olave plus if I could. So um, yeah, Adams, Adams and Hopkins, both off my list. Um, pretty, pretty similar argument as far as the age, right? What do you got going on over there?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm freaking panicking because I've been sick all day and didn't look at my lineup. So I'm like running through them real quick, making sure I didn't miss something.
0: No, you're good. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to my tight ends, and that is Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Ironically, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. So um, Ertz took advantage of the Seattle defense, and he's been playing really well. Marquise Brown, Hopkins, and Ertz have not coexisted yet. We don't know what that's gonna look like. And I say it every other week that Ertz is not that old. He's still not that young. He's 33 years old. He's getting to the end of his career. And right now with how terrible the tight end market is, it's supply and demand. Someone's going to say, well, I'll give you a third for earths. Cause that's fair. I'll give you two seconds for Earths Cause that's fair. Or one second for Earths Cause that's fair. Okay. I don't want fair. <laughs> this is a situation where like, okay, go, go, Go try to trade for another tight end because if anyone has a tight end, they're probably a contender and they're not selling. If I have Zach Ertz and Greg Dolchik, I'll move. Move Ertz, no problem. You got to have a backup if you're a contender. If you're not a contender, I'm holding an auction. Say, listen, you guys got till Sunday at 12 to give me your best offer <laughs> and let's let's do this. But um, I haven't done that yet, but I need to. Get, get high. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to do yeah. that in Kings. I got oh, this guy. Man. You got, you got t- till 12 on Sunday to submit your best offer. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man, that crew would not take well to that, I feel like. No, we'll yeah. see.
0: Hopefully no one calls my bluff and I just get like a dollar and a bag of McDonald's. This um, is how you
1: know you have too many teams. You've been talking for like seven minutes. I'm still not through all of them. <laughs>
0: That's all right. That's all right. I'm, and I'm going to no. go with yours because you – you uh, put Kelsey and Ingram I, on there. I so. did.
1: Yeah, I did. I, I, I mean, Kelsey's just a matter of, like you said, you you got to get out when you can. You can still make an absolute killing for him. I saw two trades that I would absolutely love to have in any situation uh, over Kelsey right now. I, I mean, obviously, if I'm trying, if I'm top team in the league and I, I'm really trying to win the ship, and I'm confident in it that I'm not making these moves, but if I can get Amari Cooper and David Montgomery for him, I'm going to take that. If I can get Mike Williams and a first-round pick for Travis Kelsey right now, I'm going to do that. It just makes sense to take the value now before it just starts to plummet. He's another one of those guys, if he inj- if he gets hurt, he's going to be a 33, 34-year-old guy coming back from an in- a major injury. You'd just be up shit creek, I feel like, with him. And the other guys, Evan Ingram, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, We've really seen him play really well. He's a good target for Trevor Lawrence, but he's another guy who's an unrestricted free agent going into the 2023 season. He's currently a top 12 tight end in fantasy. And you can get, you can package him with a guy like Jeff Wilson, who just had a boom week last week and go get Dallas Goddard to address your tight end. Uh, position for the foreseeable future or you can even get a second which there were multiple trades where you get a singular second for him and i think all of those are great moves to get a 28 year old unrestricted free agent off your roster
0: yep now i'm with you on that and as far as you know as far as mine um again it, it's hard to move goddard but again that that was a a great game the other day. And yep. anyone that saw yep. that saw it on national television. And I always want to take advantage of those games. And so when you have a player like if a player goes out tonight and does something really well. All your league saw it.
1: <laughs> Everybody if
0: they, if they yeah. sucked all your <laughs> league saw it. And so like take advantage of that. There's an emotional part of trading And when people, you know, people may hear this podcast or hear another podcast and they may, well, I agree or disagree with that take. But when we all see somebody out there like Damian Pierce and he's just like, just shredding people (laughs) like Bruce Lee in a fight with 20 guys, he's just (laughs) chucking people and you're just like, all right, that like that, that's a fun player, but he's good. Like he looks good. And so there's there's something to that, and so um, I 100% take advantage of that. If somebody does something on national television and on my team, and, and I feel like I can sell at high point, boom. Or if somebody, let's say I'm watching the game, and I'm like, man, if he catches that ball, he has you know he's got 120 yards and a touchdown. He didn't catch that ball, so he had 40 yards, but he had 20 like 12 targets. I'm gonna take advantage of that and say, hey, this guy sucked the other day. He had four catches in 50 yards. Not the, I'm not going to mention the fact that he had a, a touchdown called back and, a you know, one that was really close. And so take advantage of those things because everyone's watching and, you know, you watch the games yourself. Don't forget, like, it's also important to watch some of these games so you can make your own opinions on things versus just taking ours. Um, we're going to get out of here in a little bit, but do you got any uh, price checks you want to do? Yeah, just a couple.
1: I I think this is worth it. Right. When you think about guys that may be underperforming or overperforming and, you know, you may not want to move them, but the price may be right or you may need to move them, but the price isn't right. So I think these price checks can be very useful. Uh, So I'll, I'll run through mine real quick. I think Justin Herbert is a guy that you need to pay attention to. I still have him as my QB three in dynasty. He's still throwing for a ton of yards. He's just not getting those touchdowns that we're used to this year, but he's without Keenan Allen. He's without Mike Williams. The first few weeks, Austin Eckler was kind of lackluster and they just haven't kind of lumped together yet. So I think, Go out and price check him. Find out whether people are are fading Justin Herbert because he's not putting up those just monster fantasy numbers that you're used to over the last season and a half to two seasons that we've seen. Um, the next guy's Travis Etienne. I have him as my RB four right now. If people are behind that curve, go get him. On the other hand, if you've got guys like me who want Travis Etienne. Go exploit those individuals and get them to pay that RB four price because that's a that's about as high as you can get, right? You you've talked about that before. You're selling. You want to sell at the highest point possible. And there's a world where RB four is the highest point possible for Travis Etienne. Uh, I don't I don't know where you have these guys ranked, but those are two guys that I think have fluctuated a ton this season. That you might want to go and see where the market is in your leagues for them.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love doing price check threads on Twitter. And, and you know, a lot of times it, it can really give you uh, an idea of where the market is yeah. better than some, you know, some of these other places where you're checking a trade chart that was updated on the first yeah. or something like that. So um, and just so everyone knows, we do have a, a trade chart. Mark does a great job. And so we have a trade chart for Redraft and Dynasty on sportsgamblingpodcast.com and you can go check that out. Just look up the uh, trade chart. So we got a trade here. I'm um, interested to know if this is Dynasty or Redraft, Trevor, just because that does give us a little bit of a an aspect on things. Keenan Allen, Pierce. Uh, is that Alec Pierce or Damian Pierce and Hines? For Higgins, Patterson, and Jeff Wilson, full PPR. Um, what side of the trade would you be on, Brad, if this was a redraft trade? Uh, uh,
1: redraft is definitely Higgins, Patterson, Jeff Wilson for me. Um, so that's, that's the side for me. The one kind of – the question mark there is really – so it is Damian Pierce, so it's not a smash. So it, it really – okay, do I think that Cordero Patterson and Jeff Wilson can fill the holes that I've I've created by Damian Pierce? I believe so. I think Cordero Patterson is a great play for this season. He came back very healthy last week and looks good. T. Higgins, I think, is a great uh, uh, wide receiver to be able to put in with Jamar Chase-Smith in time. Uh, And Jeff Wilson looks like he's already going to be involved in that Miami offense. Uh, So I'm going the Higgins, Patterson, Wilson side.
0: Yeah. Pierce is a good name and and we've got two trades in a row for him, but I like the fact that you're getting Higgins for Allen and getting out from under that. Cause even if Allen comes back we just don't know, it could re-injure it. Those things are just, it's just going to hurt him the rest of the year regardless Patterson and Wilson. um, And I feel like Hines is not, you're not giving up much. Like no. even if Singletary got hurt, what would they do with Hines? You know, would it be Hines' show? Would it be James Cook's show? Would they just throw the ball seventy times? I mean, which could be a good thing for Hines, but um, <laughs> we've we've said that. But Josh Allen doesn't really like he doesn't he's got blinders on. He doesn't really throw under like twenty yards down the field. <laughs> um, so I just don't think you've never you've never seen a, a running back. Get a whole lot of PPR production in Buffalo and and Hines or Cook. They keep looking for these kind of guys like McKissick, but you know we haven't seen it. So I like the other move. Higgins is a straight baller, and then uh, Jeff Wilson and Cordell Patterson are very sneaky plays, and they both could outproduce Pierce on a weekly basis because Texans are just such a crappy offense. Yep, and he's banged up because he's the entire offense. Now he's banged (laughs) up from carrying the team and bouncing all those
1: guys. They are definitely riding him as a bell cow, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So uh who else you got for us? Uh all right. So two more guys, wide
1: receiver Jamison Williams, another guy not played yet, high draft capital high rookie draft capital. If he's sitting on a contender, he may be somebody that you may be able to get before the rumblings really start of him coming back. And now there are rumblings where they, they could sit him the entire year, which I think a lot of us kind of thought may be the opportunity or the case before the season started anyway. So it's hard for people to sit and look at a talent like Jamison Williams sitting on their IR Uh, or in their taxi squad, knowing that there's nothing they can do about it. So go price check, see where he's at. He may be a guy that's available. And then the other one is Dalton Schultz. And I could see this going either way. I could see you being able to get a pretty good haul for Dalton Schultz because he's looked good when healthy with Dak Prescott. And I could see people not willing to pay a third round pick for Dalton Schultz because of the situation after this season. What is it, right? He could very much be an Austin Hooper type of player who moves teams and becomes completely irrelevant after the move, similar to Austin Hooper's move from Atlanta to Cleveland and from Cleveland to Tennessee now. So I think Dalton Schultz is a guy, if you've got him, test the waters. If you don't have him, test the waters, because I think this season, he's a really good play. But for long term, I just don't know if that that uh, security is going to be there for him.
0: Yeah. Who else you got for us? That's it. Those are those are my four price checks, one per position. Okay, and so guys, that I'm going to encourage you to go price check on. I don't have the actual um, trades behind them, but I just put an article out. Um, you, know, Jimmy Garoppolo and Geno Smith, I think are very interesting. People don't really see them as a long term investment, so they may just want to just give them away. Um, Geno Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo easily easily could be starters next year. With how many how many teams need quarterbacks? There's a ton of teams that need quarterbacks, and it does not look like some of these. You know, like we don't know if Desmond Ritter is even going to be anything. And I say that tonight, he could play come come out of halftime and be like the man. <laughs> but like uh, Desmond Ritter eventually is going to take over, but Atlanta's most likely going to look elsewhere for their their guy. You could see someone like Jared Goff get replaced if the. Lions keep losing and they have an option. Ryan Tannehill could get replaced. Daniel Jones could get replaced, or you know, there's a lot of things going on, but I think people are just like Geno Smith's uh, someone I can trade for a couple of thirds, and and I did it. I got Geno Smith for a couple of thirds. He's um, been
1: hard to get in leagues. I'm in. People do not want to move him.
0: Well, it was a couple of weeks. I, I did it pretty early. I was pretty yeah. early on it. But you know, um, the other one is Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, that a couple of weeks coming off the injury were not great. So check in on him, kind of see how things go. Um, but Greg Dolchik, I'd like to know what he's going for. I was really surprised. So I did, you know, the fantasy pros did an advice request. I put a request out there. And I was going to say, like, my sleeper was Greg Dolchik, but he was in the top 75. He was rated 75 overall flex. I'm like, whoa, that's super high. So I went with Kate Otten, who was a lot lower in the rankings. And he has a great matchup this week in Seattle, who was thirty first against. Um, they're thirty first against tight ends, and they haven't even faced Andrews or Kelsey. Yep. Like they let no, like they're letting anyone anyone look like a stud out there. And so then, just some
1: quick, just some quick trades for you for Dolchik, um, Kareem Hunt for him straight up. Uh, I would take that. I, I would yep. take the Dolchik side. Um, Greg Dolchik and Juju for Michael Pittman. Um, that's a, that's a tough one, but I think I'd take the Juju side there. Um, and then, uh, there's a couple one for ones, uh, Greg Dolchik for Gerald Everett, which I think is an absolute smash from a dynasty perspective.
0: Yeah, that's, it, I'll give you Pittman. I, I got a, I, I got an offer. of Hey, is Ken Walker available? I said for the right price, everyone's available. Yeah. Well, he goes, well, I'd be willing to give you uh Clyde Edwards Alaire and Michael Pittman or Clyde or Damian Harris and Michael Pittman. And I said, I'm sure you'd be willing to do that. I'm <laughs> um, not willing to do that. Yeah, no, nah, not happening. Um it's always funny when someone says I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to do that. And yeah. you know, yeah, man, I'm sure you are. I'm
1: sure you're willing. Otherwise, you me. wouldn't be saying that.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you're willing to rob me. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> but uh, the feelings not mutual. So, um, that's it. Let's go. Uh, let's go watch this game. Hopefully, it's a good one. And uh, congrats, Jake Matthews. Uh, he went and left. Left the Charlotte. Flew. Went and saw his baby boy that was born today. Beckett. Flew back, and he's going to play tonight. I like it. I like it. All right, as always, good luck this season. All right, cheers.